and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Our passage for today is found in Romans chapter 1, verse 14 to verse 17. And this is what it says. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. You know, I used to think that um, there are just a few people who are called to do evangelism. That there are a few people who are gifted evangelists like uh, Dr. Ice Brooks or Bishop Ferdi Cabiling and uh, my friend uh, Pastor Ado Bernardo. And later on I realized as I grew more as a Christian and understanding the Word of God more and more, I realized that all of us are evangelists. All of us are messengers of something. I guess we just all differ in the messages that we proclaim. You know, whether religious or unreligious, uh, I think uh, some of us can probably recall a time of someone who maybe learned something new or watched something, uh, a story that's so wonderful and compelling for them that they can't help but tell others about it. Or maybe they have tasted this particular food in a certain restaurant or visited a particular place or maybe met a very important person that they can't help but bring them or bring the experience into the conversation. I think that's what evangelists really feels like with the gospel. And that's what Paul was actually referring to in terms of uh, the passage that we read when he said that because of the gospel, he felt under obligation. He felt eager to preach, but at the same time also not ashamed of the gospel. You know, there's something about the gospel or the good news that makes us really feel obligated or having a sense of responsibility and ownership in terms of telling others about it. There's something about the gospel or the good news that makes us not just compelled or burdened, but also excited to tell others about it. There's something about the gospel, the good news, that hopefully gives us the boldness and the courage to tell others, no matter what the cost, because we are not ashamed of it. You know, just uh, a reflection on this uh, topic, evangelism, which is one of our core values as a church. You know, we, we need to understand what makes the gospel good news. What is good in it that is worth telling others? And what is the news that we need to understand that uh, happened in the past that is still relevant for today and tomorrow and in the days and the weeks and the months and the years to come? You know, just three things I want to highlight here that I believe compelled Paul to preach the gospel under obligation with eagerness and unashamedly 
boldly telling others about it wherever and whenever he had the opportunity. The first thing is that, you know, we need to understand that the gospel is good news. And if we understand what good news is, we can't really help but feel the burden and the excitement to tell others about it. Now, I used to think that when I read the Bible, uh, I understand it already, but I realized it's the gospel that makes this Bible, the Word of God, different from any other holy book or being claimed by other religions. This is what makes Christianity different from any other religion out there. The gospel is the gospel of good news. And it's not about how good we are, but about how good God is. And it's not about what we've done, because everything that we've done is bad news. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news is that the good things that God has done, that has a life-changing impact in our lives. You know, when you think of good news, uh, I, I believe uh, many of us have, could understand the good news in terms of uh, you know, maybe uh, someone uh, having a baby or someone getting married. And with all that excitement, they can't help but tell others about it. In fact, uh, na ngayon yung mga gender reveal, you know, and the announcements that are so uh, yeah, elaborate and extravagant because that's how important the news is for them. Now, I think for us who are in the newspaper era or maybe in the digital newspaper, we're so used to bad news because of... Uh, you know, maybe it's the more sensational it is, the more it sells. The more controversial, the more people are, get interested in it. But you know, the Bible is good news because it tells us about how great God is. The one who gives us the privilege of carrying this great message and telling others about it. You know, if you can summarize what religion is in a very simple terms, it can actually be spelled as D-O. Do this, you go to heaven. Don't do this, or you'll go to hell. But what makes Christianity, what makes the gospel good news and different from others, is that it can be spelled as D-O-N-E. God did what we could never do for ourselves, which is to live the sinless life that we could not live and die the death that we should have died. On the cross that's why if you think of the gospel it could be god's spell god's story of saving mankind and judging his enemies through the sending of jesus christ and if you're someone like me who grew up very religious but so tired of dead religion and legalism the gospel is very liberating and very refreshing because it is good news the second thing that paul mentioned why it is such a good news is because he says that it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's in verse 16. You know, if you're someone who's been trying to live a good life, but you feel powerless, uh, we all know that we are not just born broken, born sinful that we have this sinful nature, the tendency for us is really to give in to temptation and sin. And sometimes we try to work our way out. And in trying to do so, we, we swing to trying to do good works. And after trying everything, realize, you know, it's still not enough. There's no assurance if our good works are enough to repay uh, for our sins. But thank God that the gospel reveals to us 
that because of who God is, because of what He has done, there's power, miracle working power that actually saves us. Not just from the troubles that we have in this life, but also from the problems of sin and evil and its consequences internally, but also eternally. That's why somebody referred to the gospel as God's pill, God's medicine, God's cure to the greatest trouble man ever deals with. And not just any sickness or disease, but actually the problem with sin in our hearts. And when you struggle with guilt and shame and condemnation, and you've been trying to get rid of that by trying to cover it with your own good works, trying to cover it with maybe people will not know it, people will not discover it because it's too uh, shameful for, for others to know. The gospel reveals to us that we have such a good God who sees everything, who knows everything, and yet He loves us so much that He made a way so that we can be saved. The gospel reveals to us the power of God and to salvation. And if you are someone who is lost, who needs to be found, if you are someone who have been um, stuck in, in life and you need saving from that situation, we have a God who saves in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, revealed to us in the gospel. And then third, but not the least, is that it says here in verse 17, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. What makes the gospel good news also, aside from it is about how good He is and what He has done, and it has the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, is that it reveals to us the righteousness of God and how the righteous can live by faith. You when you think of righteousness, it speaks of um, the right standing with God. Of course, the opposite of right is wrong. And what I love about the gospel is that the gospel, as Paul referred to it in, in different uh, passages in the epistles, in the letters that he made to the churches, he referred to it, referred to it as the gospel of peace and the gospel of grace. You know, peace is actually a state where whatever is um, lacking is supplied, whatever is broken is fixed. And things are not just uh, disjointed, but they're coming together as a whole. So there's uh, completeness, there's wholeness, there's synergy. And the Bible tells us that in the gospel, we have the righteousness of God, not our righteousness, but the righteousness of God and how we can experience this by faith, by trusting in what He did. That's why it's a gospel of grace. Not because we've earned it, not because we deserve it, but because we have a God who is gracious, a God who is merciful, a God who is leading us and guiding us because He is on a mission to make every wrong thing made right. So that whatever is lacking will be supplied. So that whatever is broken will be fixed. And whatever is that's disjointed can come together and be made into a very wonderful whole. And if you're someone who's been living like something is lacking in your life or something is broken in your life or something uh, is not working properly, the gospel reveals to us that we have a God who has come to bring us 
peace and peace that will last. And this God is a God who is gracious towards us. It's a gospel of grace, not a gospel of good works that we have to work for it to earn it, but a God who is just looking for someone who will trust and believe in Him. The more we understand the gospel, good news, and why is it good news, I believe the more we would want to tell others about it, the more we understand this great God and this great message that is entrusted to us, the more we are compelled to tell others about it. And the more we experience this, we witness it, we, we're, uh, uh, we, we can't help but tell others the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And because of the power that it brings and the change that it can bring, not just in our lives, but in the lives of other people, no matter what the cost, because of the hope and the certainty that we have that goes not beyond, not just in this life, but even in the next, I believe it brings boldness and courage to us to tell others about it. And I came to faith at Christ and understanding the gospel more clearly when I was in second year college. And one of the first things that I did after experiencing the mercy, the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, knowing that I am a child of God, not because of anything that we've, I've done, but because of Christ who is now in me when I accepted Him and I believed in the gospel. Uh, the, one of the natural things that I did was I went to my families and my friends and the people that I know and said sorry for the things that I've done. But at the same time, you know, thank God for His mercy and His forgiveness and, and just expressing the commitment to, to love them and appreciate them for everything that they've done to me. It's one of the most uh, life-changing moments in my life, knowing that my sins have been cleansed, knowing that my eternal destiny is secure in Christ, and uh, knowing that the joy and the peace that I have is not temporal but long-lasting because it's not based on who I am or what I've done, but because of who He is and what He has done. You know, the next best wonderful thing, experience that I have is when I got the joy of sharing this gospel to others and seeing how what happened to me, in a way, is also what's happening to them. I pray that for every one of us, wherever we are in a spiritual walk with God, that we will go through this journey of knowing and understanding the gospel more and more, and having a greater um, sense of responsibility, a greater excitement, and a greater boldness in telling others about it. Why don't we join the music team once again in worship and trust that the Holy Spirit will empower us to understand and appreciate the gospel, but at the same time, have the boldness, the courage, and the excitement to tell others about Him. Let's worship Him once again. Take my little fire, you make it a roll. 
Why don't we pray? Lord, we thank you for the beauty of the gospel that reveals to us who you are, how good you are, how great you are, but also what you've done. Thank you, God, for the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. That because of the love of the Father, He was sent so that we can be saved. And I pray, God, that we will enjoy, appreciate, and experience the power of the gospel unto salvation. But not just for us to enjoy and receive it, Lord. And we ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us in every way so that we could have a greater sense of um, responsibility and ownership, knowing that the great God is sending us to herald, to preach the gospel to others. And may the Holy Spirit uh, give us greater excitement and, and joy and, and even eagerness to tell others about Jesus and what He has done for us. And I pray, God, that this will be a solid conviction in our hearts so that we will not be ashamed of the gospel of whatever challenges we may face in the future. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of knowing you and the privilege of making you known in the lives of many. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and may you have a great day enjoying and appreciating the gospel more, and grab every opportunity to tell others about this great news that we have. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.